Hello, and welcome to Just One Thing. I'm Brad Stearns, here with Lisa Stearns, and we're your hosts on this weekly exploration of simple ways to enhance your relationships, improve your health, manage your stress, and just be happier. Now settle in while we discuss Just One Thing. Good day, and welcome to the next episode of Just Just One One Thing. Thing. Just One Thing is the podcast of MindfulLiving.Today, and you can also find us on Facebook at Groups Mindful Living Today and at Mindful Couple. Mindful Couple. With that, I would like to talk today about what happens when your mindfulness tools are just not working. Um, think people have the impression sometimes that people who practice mindfulness you know, have no worries. Things always go well. You know, they can deal with all of life's storms with ease. And that's that's not always true. Uh, I do know that the more you practice mindfulness, the easier things get. But it's not like it's always going to be sufficient. We were talking about this uh, this morning in the wake of the election in right. particular. Because no matter which side you're on, it's very, very stressful. It's been for stressful, folks. yes. And even with a lot of tools in our toolbox, you know, we are finding it somewhat difficult to deal with everything that's happening yes, here. Yes. And I think we wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, what can you actually expect from a toolbox full of Mindful mindfulness tools. tools and what you can expect as you practice, etc. because it's not going to make your life peaceful or all in, inst- the time. and instantly. And instantly. So, why yes. don't you talk a little bit about that and what you have found, you know, in your own practice because I know you I think both of us have seen profound changes over the last five to 10 years yes. and talk a little bit about what is and is not realistic in terms of mindfulness. Um, for me, I find that uh, I still I still get upset. Things still bother me. I can still feel very, very sad. I can feel very, very overwhelmed. I think the difference is that I, f- I, I am aware that that feeling is coming on. Mm-hmm. And then I have the option to pause and go sit quietly somewhere, to pause and take a breath and try to soften my body and release some of the stress so that it doesn't spiral out of control the way it used to. So how I interpret that is the mindful practice, not in and of itself, but the but the learning to tune into your body, yes. the learning to pay attention yes. aspect of mindfulness, not necessarily meditation, right. is giving you an awareness of like, uh-oh, something is happening. Right. I know what this feeling feels right. like, and I know where it goes if I um, don't do something right. about right. it. And then I have tools that I can use that I would say sometimes, sometimes in regular situations <laughs> might make it totally like I might catch it right. before. So I think last time, cause we were talking about uncomfortable emotions yes. last time. And yes. I think you used the term or you talked about sort of smooth as the edges. Right. And I think, you know, for me, particularly over the last five years, um, I have definitely noticed that my meditation in, in particular and mindfulness tools have really helped to soften those edges. Yes. You know, where an emotion might have been, you know, spiking at a nine or 10 on a 10 right, scale when right. something, you know, a grievous happens. Right. Uh, now, based on using some of those tools, um, sort of my natural spike, even without meditating, is a little lower. It's just a little lower. It yes. sort of like softens yes. um, the negative emotions. Yes. And at the same time, I won't say it lessens the joy I feel either. So it seems right. to be 
positive in both directions. You right. Know, it sort of takes the spike away from the negative emotions a little bit yeah. and still allows the full depth of positive emotions to occur. Well, and I know for myself, to me, it, it, it's almost like time slows down. Right. You know, when something is coming up, it's not it's not as though I'm being sucked into this vacuum right. of, you know, like, ah, I'm out of control and I don't have any ability to do anything about right. what's going on. Instead, it's it all of a sudden is like a slow motion movie where I think, oh, I'm feeling something. Sure. I think I should, you know, if I have time, I better go right. do something about that. And here's the thing, something that I ought to you know, that I know works. Sure. Um, one of the most interesting stories, I think, um, and I share this a lot with people who have an expectation that they're just going to, even if they've been practicing for a year um, or they've been diligently practicing with like the mindfulness-based stress reduction program for six weeks, um, that, 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 that that's going to be... Magic. Magic, like like changing your hair color or something. And um, so, and I was sharing this story with somebody the other day just exactly on this topic. Um, at one of the programs that we went to for MBSR, it was the seven days of silence that I did, the instructor who lived with um, Buddhist monks for eight years shared a story. Someone said something about, you know, well, when does it get better? Or, you know, when do I know that I'm done? Or that kind of thing. And he said the Dalai Lama Mm -hmm. was famous for this story where someone had told him he was so peaceful. Right. Or whatever, and then somebody else. The next question said, "How do you, are you done? Like, uh-huh. have you reached the right. end of your journey? Are you just perfectly happy? Are, are you all the time?" And he said, "Absolutely not." And the person said, "Well, how can that be? Like, you've studied right. this for right. your whole life. You're the epitome of this." He said, "Because I really got pleasure out of the comment before." Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, so there was still some yeah, ego left. Absolutely. That yeah. you know, I got a boost out of that, and and ultimately, sure, you know, it should be neutral. Well, and, and, that story reminded me of sort of a personal experience, sort of vicariously. Our, our younger son went to Myanmar a couple right. of years ago and spent two months in silence in a Buddhist monastery. Right. And, you know, there were monks there who basically meditate all day, all, every that's day. That's all they do. But he remarked and noticed there were some crabby, crabby monks. monks. <laughs> they were angry yes. and weren't equanimous, you know, all, all day long. Right, and right. so, you know, they have their ups and downs too. Right. But, the, but the practice allows you to take the edge off and it allows you to right. deal with things a little better. And as you yes. said, notice what's happening and maybe circumvent that. Right. And I notice for me, whether it is a result of meditation or just a result of being more mindful, but they tend to sort of reinforce each oh, other. Oh, absolutely. You know, I've remarked before my ability to just maintain calm in, in heavy, crazy traffic right. has dramatically improved. I mean, I was yes. probably the king of road rage. <laughs> Pretty aggressive for decades, you know. Anybody that did anything that was slightly off kilter, I was cursing, and I think I actually cracked a windshield once, like by punching it because somebody that was when you were so, eight, 19 or 20. still, still, you know. I've worked on it for a long, long right, time, right. and then I noticed that I decided to actually keep track of my road rage. Right. And once I started tracking it and paying attention to it, I didn't want to put a check Right, right. You don't want to say, oh, I failed that on, day. On a day. So, <laughs> and I think I've said, it's been like, I think it's been almost three years now yes. since I've had any case of road rage. Right. And although I feel sometimes those emotions coming right. up, more often than not, I can dial it back right. and just right. say, okay, right. I just, I, I don't know this person's story. I'm not in a hurry to get anywhere. Right, right. Things just happen. I'm going to be cool with it. Right. And I just like, I actually take my foot off the right, gas pedal. Right, right, right. Um, and just be a little slower. I don't try to change lanes right. you know, as abruptly as I might have right. in the past. Um, so that, yeah. that's just sort of 
the result of both right. being mindful of in the moment and right. having a mindfulness practice, yep. in this case meditation, yep. that I think facilitates that a little bit. Well, and I think you like to equate it and frequently do equate mindfulness to regular, any kind of fitness program. Training of any you kind. Know, right. It is something, that, just like learning a violin or learning to dribble or learning to write or whatever it is that you're learning. Right. The more you practice at it, yes. the better you get at it, the better you have those tools readily available to you right. th that are easy to get as opposed to, oh, what was that thing, you know, that I'm supposed right. to <laughs> do? Well, and, you know, I've been meditating for almost 40 years now. Right. Um, and, I, you know, I noticed that it had an effect on me, but I did not see the profound change that I was looking for until really as recently as well, two years Well, we went to MBSR the Because, week. you know, yes. I had always done sort of mantra-based, self-guided meditation. Right. And although it was effective, when we went away to MBSR training, that was the first time I ever really experienced in-depth and long-duration right. guided meditation. Right. Where I could focus on somebody else guiding me right and the difference between the two was like oh my gosh it was very like different night and day and i felt literally i was changed you were a different person in a week's, in a week's time that's been yes. pretty much maintained yes so just like again back to training you got to find the right mindfulness tools right. that work for you and have the effect for you right whether right. it's self-guided meditation other guided meditation whether it's formal new, informal formal informal maybe you know you, you wrote a newsletter this morning about just savoring your, food. your meals and yeah. saving your food and that might be something that allows you pause that has you know a ripple effect across well, exactly. other aspects exactly. of your life learning to be mindful and savor food can make you mindful and savor other, other experiences and, and, right. then, and then you can be mindful about other things and be aware of what's happening right. to your body and even though again it's not going to always work right it begins to work more frequently yes it begins to work better right. a little longer it's the the key is the constant yeah. practice and coming back to it and never feeling like it's a total failure right well and, I, and what i like um recent since since we did the mbsr you know a lot of people talk about their mind wanders when mm -hmm. they when they meditate and I look at that as a celebration because right. you would not have known before that your mind sure. wandered. And so to me, my, a mindfulness practice does that. It's not as though you're going to always get it right. It's always going to work. But you have a raised awareness sure. that you did not have before that changes Absolutely. how you navigate life from there on in. Well, the other night, you know, it was election night. and We don't talk really usually about our own political right. preferences. But, but the results were close, and yes. I, I was anxious, and yes. I woke up in the middle of the night. I'm checking, right. see what's going on, and I, I could not make my mind stop right. churning. So I came down, as I often do in the middle of the night, to do some meditation, which usually, usually is very, helps. very successful, right. slowing my mind down, letting me stop ruminating right. so that I can get back to sleep. And I sat down, down here in the living room for 40 minutes meditating, and I quote, I felt like I failed right. the whole time because right. I could right. not get myself to go – to focus on right. my, on my anchor, anything it other just than kept, the, it kept yeah. going off, and I don't care how long you do this, you're going to have times right. where the situation is just going to make it really, really difficult, and, and you just need to be okay with that. Right. And what I will say is, even though it felt like I failed and didn't do it well, when I went back to bed, I was much calmer. Okay. I was ruminating less. Right. Even though it seemed like this was a totally ineffective session, right. Right. it did have an effect on my physio physiology and, right. my, and my mental process. Right. So, just bear that in mind. That, yeah, that, that it, it doesn't. It, it, it doesn't make you perfect. Right. The Dalai Lama is always not always right. <laughs> right. But with practice, it does make things better, and that's the key. It's not yes. to be perfect. It's just to get a little better over time. Yeah. Yeah. Like and have choice. Like everything on 
on just one thing. Right, it's not but to me, it's choice. Yes. That's that's to me that mindfulness does more than anything else is it gives you choice. Yeah. And and I know for me, I didn't have choice before right. I started doing. Right. I had well, I felt like I had no choice. Well, I think we were talking yesterday, and you know we were just discussing everything. And to me, the 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 election was very similar in terms of the intensity of the previous one. Right. And I just remarked. I said, I don't know if you're aware, but your reaction to what's going on right. is so much more calm and rational and thoughtful and less emotional right, right. Than, than the previous time. And that's four works of really diligent, good work. That you, you can yeah. see dramatic difference yes. in, in you, I could see. Yes, yes. And, and, and I know my practice has been very, I've been very structured and diligent about my practice for a variety of reasons, but it, it I would say it has had a profound impact on my life in, oh, in, a, in a relatively yeah. short, shorter sure, period of sure. time, I think. And I, and I know for me, <clears throat> in addition to being able to deal with the negative emotions, um, it has allowed me to much better understand myself. Oh, yes. And stand back and realize when, you know, wow, I'm the problem in this situation. Right, right. Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> it's right. Not, it's not you guys. <laughs> I did something that was upsetting to people. And, and like, I was kind of, in many ways, I was blind to that. Uh-huh. I don't claim to always be perfect with that anymore at all. But it's much more readily apparent to me. And I'm able to deal with the discomfort and the displeasure in myself right. and say, oh, God, that really that, hurt that, that, right. I was, that, that I was like that. But I can figure out how to change that right. and be better at it. Which, right. Which to me makes your life so oh much better. Oh, my gosh. And your relationships. Relationships, with, with everything. Every, and it makes the people around you happier. Yes. Because you're a better they person. They are. <laughs> it's all good stuff. Yeah. All right. So if you had just one thing that you could have people better understand about mindfulness and meditation, what would that one thing be? It's It's... It's two. Okay. But the first thing is recognize it ain't always going to work the way you think it is. Okay. But number two is just find something that's in that sort of mindfulness toolbox and practice it every single every day. day. Every, every day. Every day. It doesn't have to be long, but just find it yeah. and practice and, and experiment. Find the thing that's going to work best for you. Right. Whatever it is that creates that. Uh, to me, it's creating the, the pause and whatever it is that, that softens whatever that is that you're feeling, whether it's anger, whether it's frustration, whether it's acute sadness. Um, and I would even say sometimes acute, like manic joy can be the same or, or thing pr- or excitement, pride, pride. Right? yes. Anything yeah. that feels like a, like an over the top emotion. Uh-huh. Um, I think being able to create that pause, just having that moment to say, okay, wait a minute, how do I want to proceed from here? Right. Um, and that, and that comes from, even if it's a minute, starting with a minute yeah. a day, right? Starting with a minute a day, just just noticing your breath. Okay. Um, yeah. So awesome. So with that, this has been just, just one, one thing. thing.